Gentlemen, we're here, 201 Podcast, the second round starting. Boy, it started already. What am I talking about? Gentlemen, how are we? Isn't that exciting? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. How are you my, guys? My bracket is broken. So I'm trying to remember, who did we all have in the first? Well, we obviously, we all had the Rangers losing and Mike ratioed us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're listening to this, be like Mike. Be a dedicated 201 Podcast listener. That was actually a really good. Uh, that was a really good tweet by you, Alex. Thank you. Get, uh, Thank get you. The, the boys were buzzing. The boys are buzzing. <laughs> I just saw it. I'm just like, of course, Mike would do that to us. Um, like he put the timestamps and everything. I wonder if he oh. had that. I love the accuracy. Probably. Oh yeah, it was great. I, you know, it's really funny if you listen to that. It's like the first one is my prediction, right? And then it's like when I'm like, forget this. This like I'm just. You can tell I'm just having a laugh. But he 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 just uh, he radioed us. So I actually, I'm, I'm wondering sure, since I'm ahead, pretty sure the next episode or that episode too, I very much kiss the ass of the New York Rangers. I feel like I'm getting, I had them losing in seven games. I feel like the slander I'm that I'm receiving for this is unbelievable, but whatever. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, does Alex sound quiet all of a sudden to you or is that just me? No. Yeah. Alex, he's not a bit quiet. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that, that's a problem. I've been buzzy. That's all right. We're going to fix it. You guys keep going. Okay. Um, I was going to get my bracket up, but I just, I'm not bothered to go get it. But I, I own, off the top of my head, I'm thinking, I've got the Panthers, right? The Leafs let me down. Um, the, the Wild, the Wild really <laughs> let me down. I don't know if you're trying to talk. No. Am yeah. I back? I'm back. Yeah. Okay. Great. I think that sounds better. Yeah. Does it sound better, Daniel? Yeah. Sounds great. Awesome. I was six and two. Uh, what? Six and two in the first round, by the way. What were you wrong about? Uh, well, Pittsburgh, obviously. And then uh, I had Minnesota winning in seven. They let us all down. They let us all down. That's. Did you see who had a perfect first round bracket, by the way? Wayne Gretzky. That was wow. funny. I couldn't believe that. Now, but he has a he has St. Louis losing the Carolina in the finals. I thought it was a bit much, Wayne. But what I find funny is that he actually has Edmonton losing. Yeah, I saw round. that. <laughs> you think there were like Gretzky jerseys burnt? Like, sorry, Gretzky jerseys burnt at the stake after that? Knowing, uh, knowing the country that we live in, yes. I mean, forget the country. Maybe. Just look at the province. <laughs> no offense, Edmonton. We love you. I see. I wanted to just see the province because we like Calgary and that. So I don't want to lump them in in the same. Place. We love Calgary. <laughs> Such a, I've never had a bad interaction with the Flames fan before. No, honestly, yeah. I'm an, I'm an honorary Flames fan this Friday. Going to game game two because game one is tonight. Game two. Okay, so you're going. That's to awesome. Yeah. That's sick. I'm excited. I guess we can. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, some little bits about Arizona because Katie Strang is back at it with a. It's Sean Shapiro, right? There's so many Shapiros out there. I don't want to get them mixed up with the wrong. There's some bad ones out, but like the rider, um, mm-hmm. some, yeah, some news about Arizona and ASU, which is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, Pete DeBoer has been fired. Uh, Lane Lambert is a new head coach in the aisle. Um, that's a new voice. All right. No, it's not. Um, then we're going to quickly talk about state. Not quickly. We're going to give some good time to Tampa, Florida game one, St. Louis, Colorado game one. We can preview the Rangers in Carolina and the battle of Alberta that is tonight. We can also sort of talk about the fallout of game seven between Dallas and Calgary because Jake Ottinger, oh my, uh, what's next for the Penguins? What next for the Stars overall? Um, some Leafs end of season stuff and some stuff to do with the Canadians as well. It's not a ton, but um, I think it's going to be a three hour show, actually. 
I don't want that. I want to watch some of the New York game. I won't lie. Um, <laughs> to go to Walmart after to pick up some last minute things for the trip. Oh, okay. Why well, last minute, Daniel? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just was too dedicated oh, to Daniel, my work. I feel that. I feel that. Because I have my bag packed when mm-hmm. I go to a trip like the night before. Like hundred I I wish I had your habits. Uh, I still have to put stuff in the yeah. you don't even want to know how just what Sunday morning was like for me before I moved in to Guelph. Way before I moved to Guelph. You just, you, know, you don't even want to know. You don't even want to see all the tabs you have open. I'm like, that's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Anyway, um, I guess we can talk about to start. The Battle of Florida game one happened. Uh, it was a pretty dominant Tampa win, you can say, especially as the game went on. Tampa didn't have a great start to the game. I think they weren't, they weren't handling the puck the greatest. Um, but Vasilevsky has continued to play well, which is scary. And Nikita Kucherov has showed up, which is also unfortunate. All this without Braden Point. It's like, you know, they're the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions or something. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know any other way to put it than... Tampa Bay Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions who have the definition of winning. They are the definition of winning, uh, especially recently. Um, but man, yeah, I, I think you're right there, Adam. Like, and and I think both games last night were actually quite similar um, in, in this sense where the team that ended up winning didn't necessarily start off the greatest. Mm-hmm. I think they, they worked towards that and if there's a team that knows how to work it is again the tampa bay lightning like yes we'll talk about andre vasilevsky because it's andre vasilevsky but the rest of that team is is always on another level for me i think it's it is like when alex says what are the definitions that we're talking about for me it's the definition of just really buying into the system and the next band up um they've been able to what i've said before they've retooled that bottom six they have guys that are contributing when someone like Braden point is out and they've been able to stay consistent we talk about momentum and i think they 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 look like they are the tampa bay lightning after that leaf series yeah no they've um they've really really woken up like you can't really they're really looking threatening which is never it's it's a grave concern for the panthers um and we'll get to their side of it in, in a second here because i think there's Maybe a bit of a troubling pattern starting to come up around the Panthers in this postseason so far. But first, like looking at Tampa, um, you talk about next man up. Corey Perry is normally the bottom six player on that team. I think I, I'm I'm fairly certain he's not power play one normally, but he was. I think they moved him up, obviously, as Braden Point's not around. And that's a guy who we all thought he had a big resurgence last year in Montreal. Obviously, not to the 50-go plateau. We know that he wasn't his prime. But the offensive numbers he had in Tampa Bay this year, and listen, he listen that 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 play where Nikita Kucherov set him up for that goal, that was all Nikita Kucherov. He made Aaron Ekblad look like a fool. Um, but still, Perry finished the goal, and seeing that guy get on the score sheet, we saw Nick Paul obviously in Game Seven and what he's been doing. We talked a lot about that third line being sort of taken away um, because of all the the free agent stuff that happened over the past our, our last season for the for the Lightning, obviously. And then they bring in Brandon Hagel for those two first. And it's like, it doesn't really matter. They don't care about those picks because they're going to win it. They're going to, they're going to three peat. And then you see Perry step on. He's great. And then they bring in Nick Paul. And it was funny seeing Matthew Joseph tweet after game seven. He's like, Oh, that was awesome. But he probably wishes he was on the team still. Um, 
And what's funny about that new third line is they talked about this during game seven, that John Cooper has so much faith in them to play them in all situations. And that's exactly what the Yanni Gord line used to do for them. It's sickening how well they replaced that line. Give Julian Breesbaugh general manager of the year. Like I, it, I, there's no one else. There's no one else. And I like to say that that line is younger and more cost-effective, more control there as well. So it's pretty amazing. And remember, Corey Perry's on the fourth line, people. We know he's old, but it's, it's, it's Paul Hagel. Who am I forgetting? Who else is on that line? It's bothering you. Is, do they put Sorelli down there? Because I think he's been up think, and down. Yeah, I think he's been up and down. But I think it was Anthony Sorelli first. Or is it Alex Kalorn? <laughs> no, Kalorn's on the first line oh. with the stamp goes. When they're healthy, I mean. because Or is he... I think they've shoveled it. I swear Kalorn's been down there before. Right now, it's uh, oh, it it would be Ross Colton. Oh, and, Ross yeah, Colton. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. When the Stars for Tampa were not playing well in that first round series, Ross sure Colton, then Mister Mister Game Five winner last year too. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Was, yeah. he, was he an Islander before? No, he was drafted <laughs> by the uh, Lightning. No. You're Who thinking of thinking Ross of? Johnston. Ross Johnston. Okay, and he got like a five year deal, and we were like, yeah. "Who the hell was Ross Johnston?" Oh, yeah, he was uh, protected. I know. Remember that at the expansion draft? Yes. Yeah, Jordan Eberle. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Bad team. That's awkward. I didn't say oh, anything. Oh, sorry. To- <laughs> 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 you caught me off guard there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Tampa are pretty good. Um, That's crazy. The Panthers, they still haven't scored a power play goal. So I swear during the broadcast, they mentioned – during that one of their power plays, unless it was their first one, they had a shot that was within like the, the high danger area towards the slot, I think. Uh, and it, I think they said it was the first time this playoffs they've had that high danger shot on the power play. Um, people have been saying that maybe Washington set the blueprint and Tampa slowed that game down, especially game one. And it sort of really went on the Panthers here. I think the, like a key for the rest of the series is really seeing if Andrew Burnett can adapt. Because I think that guy, low-key, is actually fighting for a job right now. Ooh, that's a that that's an interesting... I don't necessarily disagree um, with that. And, and listen, like, I did have him as my coach of the year. But I think we've seen, maybe not in the NHL, but I think uh, Toronto-wise, I think we've seen a coach win coach of the year and get fired. Uh, Dwayne Casey, obviously. Mm-hmm. After, I was about to say, who are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne Casey after, I believe it was the same summer they traded for Kawhi. Was that the same summer? Yeah, Daniel? it was the same summer. Yeah, yeah. they made those uh, wholesale changes, I guess we'll put it like that. But you're right. I think especially on the power play, that's where he's going to have to adapt. And and if I think if we're looking back at that Toronto series too, where especially later on where – Tampa Bay was able to shut down uh, Toronto's power play and and look at where both those teams are in terms of at the end of the regular season, Toronto's first Tampa Bay is our Florida is fifth. These are some of the best power plays in the league and they're they were able to shut them down. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I think you're right on that part in terms of if Andrew Burnett does need in, in especially on uh, on the power play needs to adapt because I don't, this isn't the regular season where you can keep trying and trying and trying and trying. And eventually you'll, you'll 
hopefully eventually you'll break out of that slump. It's the playoffs where it comes down to seven games if it gets there. I, I don't know who I don't know which assistant coach essentially runs their power league because I don't think who was the guy that went from Florida to Tampa, Florida, Toronto, and then I think he went to Seattle or my miss. Dave what was his Hall? name? No, not no, 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 no. Um, I can't McFarland. Yes, yes, Paul McFarland. Paul McFarland. Yeah, because he went. I don't know. He, I don't know who the was, McFarland is. He, he went from Kingston mm-hmm. to Toronto. No, Kingston to Florida to Toronto, back to Kingston, yeah, and a, then to Seattle. Yeah, that's so strange. Um, but like it just, I even more just extending overall five on five play because okay. it's just like. Like uh, again, they came back in in those last three games against the Caps, and uh, like I, I heard the Florida commentators in those games because the first round still had a lot of the the local commentators, which I wish we had altitude for the Colorado game so badly. Um, but like the Panthers guys saying they said we couldn't do it in the postseason. Uh, yeah, but that was against Ilya Samsonov and the aging Caps, where Nick Backstrom may retire. I just. They have to. No, I'm not saying that the Panthers are toast here. I'm not trying to say that at all. Um, but I'm just saying, like, they're, you know, it, it moves so quickly in the playoffs. They just, um, just Burnett, man, listen, I'm just saying, because there's a lot of coaching candidates out there. I'm just saying, maybe he's there. He won't be the only candidate if he doesn't do a great job because. We talked about like they have traded a lot of futures, not in terms of a great like A plus prospects, but all those first round picks. And they're gonna feel that in a couple years. And by then they need to win. You know, that's that's what I mean. Is he he just overall this is the first step, and you know it's gonna tell us a lot about him, how he adjusts, especially against a, a guy like John Cooper. I mean, talk about wicked competition to face. I, I understand, and I I, I kind of partially agree with what you're saying. I think it's because he is on that interim basis. And when he did take over, there was still that immediate success that they were running with, but like any team, they deal with ups and downs. And I think that Brunette has dealt with more ups and downs this season than that we were able to see with Joel Quenville. And it'll be interesting because it's it's a conversation I think we're going to have with the way this Panthers team's just, emerged and become the last few years because I don't think they're going to have that same type of patience. And I don't think they should depend, especially with the star players they do have of whether or not they're going to keep things as they are and then just keep going back and forth with it. So it's Mm -hmm. really, for me, it's going to really depend on how well he does in this series, like whether or not they lose, if he keeps it close, I think there's that possibility. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't mean to take away from him. You mentioned the Quinville stuff. I mean, what a raucous sort of circumstance to come into. I think that I give a lot of credit. We compare to a team we care a lot about, like a lot on this show, and that being Montreal, Ducharme. The regular season, like, like nothing changed with the Habs. Um, and then look how that ended up. When Brunette has come in and he led into a president, he beat Colorado for the president's trophy. Like that says something. Like credit there, I'm just saying, you know, it's, uh, you've lost the first battle. You know what I mean? Now you got to win the next four or four of the next six. All right. That's the game plan. Uh, come on now. That's what we want. Um, do you guys agree with the call that took away uh, Florida's what? You know? No, I was going to say, how many points did Tampa Bay get in their season where they the 
Like they're they're just absolute dominant season. Uh, all I remember was it sixty two wins. I don't know how many OTL twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, twenty eighteen nineteen. Because the Florida Panthers had a hundred and twenty two points. That's not bad. And well, Colorado, seeing- Colorado had one hundred and nineteen. Like they weren't uh, far behind, but I, I feel like that's eerily close to what the Tampa Bay Lightning had in 2019-2018-19. Remember that Colorado started off pretty poorly too. So that probably um when like in you saw it once Brunette took over the Panthers could have slid and instead they they kept going. But I think yeah it so, didn't help that Colorado came out very slow. Tampa Bay had 128 points, 62 wins. Oh, not bad. Uh Florida had 122 points in 58 wins. I'm just saying, like, they had a hell of a year. Like, there's no uh, yeah. no doubt about that. Listen, like, the people calling the Panthers frauds, I, I just don't agree with that. And a lot's been made about all their comeback wins. And, yeah, you never want to fall down 4-5-0 or five, nothing to the Devils. And we talked about that at the time. It's like, mm-hmm. there needs to be a bit of... You know, we give the we need to get the Panthers as much like as much grief as as we do Toronto, obviously. Um, and listen, but that's not gonna you don't trip and fall your way into the President's Trophy and the amount of exciting games and, and competitive games that they had. Um, like it, it's a well constructed team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just think there is there's some credit to be given there, but like they they're not done. They I, it's going to be a great series. I'm just waiting. You know what I'm waiting for? The vi- the violence. The <laughs> violence that we saw between this team last year, these teams last year. Where is the violence, damn it? It's coming. Carter Verhage Revenge Tour Part 2. Uh, you, you know what? We didn't talk about, by the way, just how he was their best player in round yeah. one, by the way. Like, Carter Verhage, I mean. I'm not surprised. People, remember when people were like, ah. It's just because he plays on the top line. I don't know about that. Daniel has been waiting for this moment for years. Yes, yes. Since his Toronto Marlies days, even though he played like two games with the organization. <laughs> but what can we look back and say that's a, that's like that was Lou Lamorello's first, I think, his first big trade for the Leafs. So yeah, I think the Leafs lost that trade. Oh, I mean, I mean yes. Yeah, I think the context. Context. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. It's it's like man, was would he get a shot? It's, it's kind of like the William Carlson thing. Like who would excuse me? Like who are you gonna who are you gonna blame for William Carlson turning into a forty goal scorer for you? Like no one could have saw that coming. Even though I'm pretty sure the Columbus Blue Jacket organization member on Twitter was like, "That was me." Then he had to like delete the tweet. It was a whole thing. It wasn't. It was a whole thing because they protected Josh Anderson over him. I remember. And then they traded him for Domi. And then Domi got traded for scraps. And Josh Anderson's great. Thank you for that, bud. I remember I was so mad about that trade. Did you give up a third, too? And uh, yeah, sweet, Josh Anderson. Having a good good world championships, even though I haven't watched it because who cares about the world championships? I like the world championships. Have you I been watching it? Yeah, I've been watching them. I have never once, once watched. I don't think I ever will. Really? I always enjoy them. You know what the thing is? I, I think that the, the issue is, is that, and this is my own thing, not necessarily uh, the reason, but I think it's just such a long season that mm-hmm. like, 
once the Leafs are eliminated, it's not that I'm not going to watch these games. It's just I don't have the – I barely had the energy to get through. The only reason round one was like I had the energy was because the Leafs were involved. I just don't have that same energy. It's such a long season, and it's also been the longest two and a half years. It's been rough. It it has been long. It has been long. Uh, I'll tell you, though, and um, I always forget the Twitter account. The Jets fan, her name is like Ava something. I always reference her Twitter account. It was like she had this tweet about all the people who cheer for bad teams really recognize how much fun it is to then watch the playoffs. And even off of the finals appearance, this season has just killed enjoyment and watching good hockey mm-hmm. as a Hats fan. And then, like, I've watched Colorado, and I'm just like, this is the – when I was talking to Will last night, is I listen to what I love about this in last year's playoffs is when the playoffs are on, I talk to Will a lot. It's, it's a good time. And he was just, we were just gushing over Colorado together. <laughs> He's, oh, they're just so good. Oh my God. They, no one's going to, oh, seriously, it, seriously, they're so good. If we don't get a Colorado Tampa final this year, something has gone horribly wrong. We should have gotten it last year and then the Avs choked. By the way, Nazem Kadri, not suspended. Wow. Is this we're living 1996. Season? Great. What? Reliving 1996. I'm confused. If the Panthers and the uh, Avs go to the finals. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Solid reference there, Daniel. Um, but yeah, I also what Kadri, every time he's been to the playoffs. Not uh, every it, time. Not every time. There was one year. Where just like the last few years. That's what I'm yeah. trying to think. It was the year when they lost to Dallas. Colorado did. I don't think he got suspended. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And yes, then obviously the last year, year he last year he destroyed Justin Falk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that, I think that was the worst one. That I think one it was, was well, or the revenge stuff in that Bruins game when he like the red miss after Marlowe got hit. But those yeah, were like yeah. like the Falk one was like blindside. There was no way to defend it. No. Yeah. But what I will say is he didn't get suspended in 2012, 2013. Ah, that that doesn't that's that doesn't when he was almost a point per game player in the short season. That doesn't. That, that is true, Daniel. That's a good point. This is, that is true. Um, but let's focus on St. Louis, Colorado. Yes, game let's get on. back. Um, so St. Louis, I think we're lucky to uh, have lost in overtime. Yeah. After that, that slow start, and you can maybe see that's a bit of rust being um, brushed off of the abs. Um, I think I think that's fair to say because obviously they've been waiting a while for everyone else. Um, but the Blues get the early lead, and then after that, the abs were just. I think they hit four posts. Hold on. I've got some stuff here. Uh, obviously, in overtime, they were 13 and 0 in the shootout. I'm sorry, um, it, 13 and 0 were the shots in overtime. There, I, I've lost it here, but their shot like attempts were insane. It was actually amazing. Like Bennington, great game, and he was the only reason that St. Louis were in it. It was hilarious to watch. Oh yeah, that game could have been a whole lot worse. I think. Uh, for the Blues, and I think it was weird. They had this, uh, I I mean, I guess if you want, we can call it either Colorado had a slower start or the Blues had a had a better start, but um, I, I don't know really what happened. I think after the first period, uh, St. Louis just lost it. To me, it seemed like St. Louis lost steam, and Colorado just came in and swept it up, and I think you're right. Like the one saving grace, oops, the hit the table there. The one saving grace for the team was Jordan Bennington, who's probably on that team gone the most crap over the last, 
over, especially over this season, for sure. Not, not from us, Avi. We've never no, 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 thinking about Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy to see this game where the Blues really did just cave in in terms of effort, I think, for Jordan Bimington. Um, I have the stat here that in overtime, the shots were 13 to zero for the and Avalanche. Only 40 seconds of that was on the power play, by the way. Yeah, and I don't know what to expect in game two. Like, is Bimington going to have to have another game like that to just kind of keep them in it? Because I really felt that what we said before, like the Blues, in a way, they've, they've kept the swagger going. They, they've been able to be a lot better from what we thought that, okay, this team's done from that core of winning it all. And mm-hmm. I, I still think that they'll find the momentum there. Like, I'm still a big Robert Thomas fan, but... Oh, yeah, he's good. They just did. They felt they looked overwhelmed. You know what? What I just kind of hit me that, you know, what probably has not helped the Blues when they've looked kind of mad the last two years? Uh, Vlad Tarasenko and his shoulder not being right. I just kind of thought of that. Um, Like, yeah, when you take away 30 30 goals and like 70 points, it doesn't help. A hundred percent. And I think that, well, Daniel, I think you're spot on. Like same, like this isn't when Colorado goes up against Na- uh, Nashville and Nashville just does not look good. And it's like, well, that's probably going to be the series. That's not the case here with St. Louis because it's St. Louis. Uh, this is the same for the most part. I, I think uh, the same core kind of that won the cup. Um, I mean, minus Petrangelo, but again, then you add Tori Krug, who has won a cup. Um, and they, they're going to keep themselves in the series. This isn't a no-name team by any means. Mm-hmm. They're, you know what? Just to quickly go back to Colorado a second, we can yeah. circle back to St. Louis. Yeah. Is a lot's been made about what are the Avs going to do if they ever sort of face a bit of adversity here? Sorry, uh, what the Avs are going to do if they ever get slapped back like that Vegas series. Right. Mm -hmm. And they had that poor start, obviously. And then just went full steam ahead. Right. Then, you know, um, the blues tie it up, um, you know, and they don't quite score to end the period on that power. By the way, Braden Shen looked like he was going to kill someone. Um, Credits the refs for not calling a a second call on him. I like, I like that they didn't go after him there and they just kept going. They did not let their foot off the gas. And that's been the criticism of the ups. And I'm really, really happy to see that. Going to St. Louis, you know, we, we said in our predictions that, the, like, because they were playing Minnesota, and we all had, I had, ah, the, oh, the, oh, the wild. Perceived faith in the wild that we had, that the Blues could either have gone out in the first round or they were going to go deep. You see, they have that championship core of, you know, obviously O'Reilly, Tarasenko and that. But what's made the Blues so special is the emergence of, and like people always talk about actually getting ice time to Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. And it's just a secondary offense that I think honestly is probably better than when they won the cup. The defense is obviously flawed. And also I should probably said besides Tarasenko not being healthy for those couple of years, getting used to not having Olympic level Alex Petrangelo is probably tough too. Yeah, and Bennington yeah. wasn't good for a couple of years and was kind of bad in the regular season and you know, all that kind of stuff. You didn't um, mention Habs legend. Scandella? Yes. I mean, you know, I, I, didn't, I thought of mentioning him earlier, but I'm like, no, we don't need to do that. No, I can't, I can't be doing that. I can't be doing that. But um, I mean, yeah, they're a good team. They're a good team. It's just the Avs are, I think they're going to give them more. Like the Blues aren't going to get swept. No. But, you know, the Avs are just looking 
otherworldly. Like McKinnon has just been, I'm, I'm not going to gush over McCarr. Um, Sam Gerrard scoring was big because he's sort of been very criticized this season. Was happy for him, but like the Avs defense and just the way they move the puck generally on, on, on the power play. I've talked about this before. I don't think any other team is like that in the league. You know what I mean? Is as good as Tampa's defense is, um, just at least the movement and what that defense can do in Colorado was like no other in the league, in my opinion, at least. Even though Victor Hedman is obviously Victor Hedman, <laughs> we know how good Victor Hedman is, but oh, goodness gracious, like McCarr and Byron and Gerard, it's like, uh, and Josh Manson is, is obviously isn't that like offensive monster, mm-hmm. but Josh Manson scoring. Oh, it's Noted just, sniper at Josh Manson. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. When I saw that, I thought of you, Daniel. I was like, there Thank you, you go. Um, <laughs> that point you make about St. Louis there, I thought was uh, was interesting because there, if St. Louis loses this series, it's not going to be because St. Louis folded. No. It's going to be because Colorado um, was able to, like you said, push back continuously throughout this entire series. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they need because the games are going to get harder. Um, <laughs> they're going to, they're, they're not going to always be able to use that worldly speed all the time. And I think that's what they need. Like we, we talk about revenge tours. We talk about, I think this is just like a redemption kind of thing for Nathan McKinnon and company that they have, they like they, they led the West again and then we, we get to the playoffs now and it's like okay listen are you gonna are you gonna bow it against a, a lower seat again i think that they had the best vegas odds right now i believe but makes sense they they're a team that i think they still have so much to prove and nathan mckinnon knows it so that's why he's just playing out of his mind you know what also helps i i because athletes are notorious for kind of finding things to go against like tory krug is apparently still uses this thing of people think he's, he's undersized and he shouldn't have made it when we all know that Tory Krug, I think he said this in the 32 thoughts or it may have been 31 thoughts podcast at the time. Interview. And we all know how good Tory Krug is. Like you don't, you've made it, but athletes still use that. Right. What I wonder about is I can't remember what year it was exactly, but the year they finished second and their PDO suggested they weren't that good. It was Patrick Wall's first year, I think. I think Varlamov was a Vesna finalist. And I think they lost in the first round or first or second. And obviously that wasn't the abs as we know them, but McKinnon would have been around. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I yeah. wonder if he still thinks about that. I could, or maybe was that? No, I was about to say, is that how they got McKinnon? But like, no, because they made the playoffs. I'm going to double check it, but I'm fairly sure McKinnon would have been around for that. And I wonder if there's just another little wrinkle in there. Also, it's got to be nice for him to be like first round, Duchesne, you want it out. I'm coming after you. Second round, Stasny O'Reilly, what's wrong with Colorado? I'm going to come after you now. I just, I, the, like, the famous Michael Jordan, I took it personally. I took it personally. I've been using that line a whole heck of a lot lately. But yeah, this is, again, like, I, I feel like I, I look at this series in a similar light as maybe I look at the, um, other big series that happened in the first round, you know, Toronto, Tampa, uh, Pittsburgh, New York, Minnesota, St. Louis, like these were never, they're not going to be, and this one included is not going to be an easy series for anybody involved. 
because of because of the the characters and the players involved uh st louis themselves like <laughs> look at the circumstance of the year they won the cup and what they came back from and you know look at the pieces and a lot of them are still the same like i was saying before you look at colorado where it was year after year it's the same thing you're running into adversity and you kind of push back a little bit and that and now we're at this point where it's we need to win this round and mm-hmm. both teams i think are thinking it because yeah yes st louis has the young guys the robert thomases the jordan kairos i i mean i think we can put pavel buchnevich in there too he's relatively younger but they also have the other guys there too which similar to dallas the aging core uh krugish uh tarasenko uh o'reilly like it's I, I, I definitely think for them that's a, that's a factor. Um, by the way, so Nathan McKinnon's rookie year was 2013-14. Uh, he had 63 points, pretty good. He won the Calder that year. Fourth in ab scoring. That year, head coach Patrick Waugh, 52-22. Um, then 0-8, I guess they still have ties for some reason in Hockey DB, and they put zero there. And they lost in seven in the first round to Minnesota. So that it was that year. It was his rookie year. Great regular season. And then... Just out of my curiosity, let's see how did he do in that postseason? Uh, 10 points in seven games. No, no, okay, wow. McKinnon started hot, they kind of like was quiet for a few years. Wow, that's weird. Um, and what's really funny, guess who one of the assistant coaches was in Colorado that year? Dominic Ducharme. No, 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 no. no. His first NHL job was in Montreal. Uh, Jared Bettner. Uh, no, I want, I want to say he came from the AHL and then straight to head coach okay, okay. Patrick dipped, uh, Andre Tournier. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm actually very surprised by that current Arizona, uh, Arizona head coach. Uh, which oh, is- I thought the, uh, I thought the transition was coming there. Uh, no, 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 unfortunately no. And the Arizona <laughs> I mean, it's right there, isn't it? Uh, it, it, it was, it was Yeah. The second year. I mean, gentlemen. It's wild to think about that, isn't it? Mr. Chornier, Coyote's head coach. Kind of like it's wild. Not Minnesota wild. Um, kind of like it's wild anytime I see Katie Strang's name out there with an article. I'm like, oh, it's the Coyotes again, uh, which is just lovely to see. So um, the amazing Katie Strang and the amazing Sean Tapiro have once again come together to put a great piece on the Arizona Coyotes out there. Um <laughs> Uh, it's not as detailed and as, as sort of humorous as some of the other stories of Arizona to do with, uh, we need to raise money. Uh, let's get towels and howling. No, it's none of that. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just going to read you guys some, I won't read the whole thing because go and read this on the athletic. Great stuff. Um, <laughs> within their agreement to play at Arizona state next season, the Arizona coyotes and their owner, Alex Morello will be required to, to avoid notoriety or the team could be forced to look for another place to play. The Athletic um, reviewed the venue license agreement between Ice Arizona Hockey and AVG Facilities, which was signed by Coyotes President Xavier Gutierrez and Francesca Bodie, OVG's President and Business Development. Uh, uh, The President of Hockey. Oh, my God. President of Business Development. 
Say that fast three times. It's not a tongue twister. I just can't read. Um, according to the document, if the coyotes or Morello become the subject of adverse publicity, contempt, scandal, or ridicule for violating, quote, widely held principles of public morality, failure to conduct its business affairs with a high degree of integrity and honest and or failing acts as good corporate, um, corporate citizens, Arizona State can get out of the deal with the coyotes. Now, you may be asking. There's that's more. Me. I mean, just, <laughs> <laughs> so, first off, Craig Morgan did say apparently this is normal, um, but this is all linked. Or they say in the article, if you haven't been following the Coyotes the past couple of years, obviously the the Mitchell Miller stuff, which was very serious drafting. I, I don't know what to call him, um, but you know that player after what he did. Um, go read that article and all that situation. It's really important to read. Obviously, um, li- bit lighthearted stuff besides that is they were late to pay their taxes to Glendale. Um, and, you know, they're playing. <laughs> I mean, they've been the laughing stock of the league for the past couple of years. Let's be honest. There's, you, there's rarely a good headline around the Coyotes. You, you've um, missed the, mo- the, the probably the bigger one. Which one? They lost their first round pick last year and their second round pick the year before that because of shenanigans because of what was it illegally testing prospects yes allegedly barrett hayden uh really yeah because it was during like they said it was that draft year but they won't name the player well it's it's really funny too that um (laughs) there were rumors he wanted out interesting um along with this sorry go ahead sorry just a big thing here we didn't hear about the napkin prices. What? <laughs> just... The napkin prices. Oh, yeah. When they were like, they were apparently gloating about it. There's another Katie Strang article, by the way, people that we're referring to that goes into like the Morellos coming in and kind of how cheap they are and it just not being a great place to work. It's, it's, it all sort of maybe contributes to this. Now, but again, Craig Morgan has said that I'll read the exact tweets in a second because there's something else I want to get to here. Uh, another part of the article. Uh, Arizona, like all NHL franchises, is, is counting on sports gambling as a revenue source in the future. Uh, as a sports net, stop showing me commercials, please. Uh, Morello also owns a casino in Las Vegas, and the Coyotes already own one of the state licenses to run wagering op- uh, operations. The Coyotes, however, will not be able to run these operations inside ASU's arena, agreeing that any use of the facility or any part of ASU campus for gambling is prohibited. That ban extends to a half-mile zone around the campus. The Coyotes may make a request for an event wagering facility within that zone if regulations change during the 2020, sorry, during the 2022 Arizona legislative session, which runs through June 24th, according to the agreement. There's more there, like beer sales and that, aka everything, like the lifeblood of money, um, because we talked about this before. The drinking age in the states is lower than it is here in Canada. It's I mean, higher, like, it's, it's higher. It's, uh, yeah, sorry, it's high. It's twenty-one there. Quebec is eighteen. Ontario is nineteen. I don't know what the other provinces are, but I as think an example, Alberta is also eighteen. I just know France is sixteen. I know that's not in Canada, but I just remembered that. I I have had a long, long day, and I, just the. I, I want to rip into this so bad because I w- I've been thinking about this. I sent it to you yesterday, right? Mm. I send you that uh, good. Uh, what was what was the exact name for it? 
the good mm-hmm. behavior uh, clause, which is mm-hmm. normal. Okay. Yeah. I I always see people, and including myself, including the three of us, we always, you know, obviously crap on the market. And yes. okay, fine. And and I do think, but I do think things have grown. Like hockey has grown in in Arizona. Like I I think that's a factual statement. What I ha- I've now begun to realize slowly, and I'm finally think I'm on board with that with this is is this is the NHL's fault. The NHL have not put the Arizona Coyotes in a situation to succeed ever mm-hmm. because they keep bringing in owners time and time again who, Adam, like you said, if, if there's the story out there about the Morellos being cheap, sorry, I don't know if that's what this organization needs right now. This organization needs someone who can, who like Winnipeg, who's okay with bleeding a little bit of money every year right now. Yeah. But they've never been given that. It's just been constant problem after problem. And then the NHL is like, but we want to keep hockey in Arizona fine, but give them the, the, the proper owner that's going to allow Arizona hockey to thrive. Which is crazy to me because remember, um, it was, uh, I'm, I'm calling this John Chica's last stand <laughs> because do you remember when he kept doing all those deals to try, try to get all these offensive players and try to push the team towards a, a playoff spot? And you know, they, they did, it did succeed to a certain extent. But when he left, that, you know, they had the Phil Kessel, they had Taylor Hall, Anti Rotman, Darcy Kemper were still there. Um, it looked like they were treading towards that but ever since that incident happened and then the draft happened and this new ownership group it just kind of seems that they're just treading water right now um i don't know if you mentioned it adam but it was also at asu that the coyotes are not even going to have their own logo okay on oh, the ice. one more thing i wanted to mention i'm going okay. to get into a second because craig morgan also sort of clarified some stuff about that okay uh, okay I also think there is some blame to go to ownership groups, not just the NHL, because I think we, I think we talked about this with chase all that time ago. Um, and I think the Morellos have tried to work on this, but there's also been criticism in the past where the coyotes have not done a great job of reaching out to the community, which is, and I think that's something I think the Panthers have been criticized before too, but I think they've started working on it. Um, don't quote me on that, but that's been another big criticism, right? Is you got to reach out. Um, like, I know it's Glendale and that, but like, you know, it's, it's like, it, there's been no sort of effort on the Coyotes parts either. It's, and listen, the league's never been good at growing the game either. Mm-hmm. Um, but so just one, one thing is, so there was a thing going out there that apparently um, the Coyotes couldn't put their logo on the ice. There's a, it's kind of a bit mixed. So Craig Morgan in the same sort of, he did a thread of quote tweeting and stuff. Asked for some interpretations that the Coyotes won't be able to put their logo at center ice at ASU's multi-purpose arena. That is incorrect. Both teams' identities will be reflected. All that is agree. Uh, all that the agreement stipulates is that the Coyotes cannot alter anything ASU puts on the ice. Which oh, okay. is sort of, you know what I mean? There's a bit of, mm, in there. that's not a very straight line, but I, I don't know if they're going to do like a Kachina Sun Devils mix-up, which that could be pretty sick, but 
it it still says that yeah they can't alter so because they don't own it which is embarrassing they should do i think it's the best alternative just put an a in the middle just put like a collegiate a just put an a yeah just put a cactus there just above purple purple a with a cactus on just above Mm -hmm. just not on the jerseys oh yeah you hate fun you didn't watch you do you like wiley coyote and like looney tunes did you watch that when you were a kid i did and you didn't and you what are you doing here i don't know i like the kachina i just don't like the retro reverse i like to just like make that clear i like the original kachina jerseys i just don't like the retro reverse Uh, of course you don't of course you don't can't wait to see if everyone's saying retro reverse is coming back next year enter the retroverse into the retroverse still seeing spoilers about dr strange great i know i didn't watch it yet either yeah you have no i actually haven't yet i haven't i I haven't yeah i mean i have time tomorrow like when i get into calgary maybe i'll find a theater you should find a theater and go watch it yeah yeah Yeah. looks fun looks really fun um i just realized uh, did i spoil something for you by sending it into the group chat that one time yeah, but it's okay. Yeah. I've seen it I, everywhere. I'm very sorry. Oh, okay, okay. No, no I've like, it's also like um, not gonna say who it is. It was under, but um, it's because uh, people are use are running with it because of it's an office meme. <laughs> I, yeah, I I'll, I'll tell you my thought about it after the episode. Okay, <laughs> I, just, I couldn't take it seriously. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he was too like okay, that character right, in that. All right, the, all right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so the yeah, we talked about that, that, that. Rangers Carolina tonight. Um, all the memes about Georgiev and uh, D'Angelo has been pretty funny. I won't lie. Um, you know, first you got rid of the Bruins, now we got to get rid of Tony D'Angelo. Uh, I have the Rangers winning because I just don't want Tony D'Angelo to advance anymore. It's a weird thing because I don't want Kreider to win either. But it's like at least Kreider. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say it. But like you know. Tony D, it's Tony D'Angelo. Uh, <laughs> I need to explain why. I was about to ask him, like personally for you, what is the lesser of two evils? Well, Chris Kreider seems like a good dude, when yeah. Tony D'Angelo does not. You know. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's simple um, as that. I, you know, I just—it's really awkward seeing Habs fans root for the Rangers because I'm like, oh, but Kreider, stop it. It's funny because I'm backtracking so much now for this series because all that stuff I said, and again, apologies to Mike that. If the Rangers make it to the conference finals, <laughs> this goes against everything. What I said, like they're not ready to make this type of run. They have so many other young guys that they're going to be important pieces later, but I'm not seeing it right now. And I guess I'm completely going against that because I'm thinking I'm probably going to pick the Rangers. It's an uphill. Listen, the series is an uphill battle. Like this is not an easy road for the Rangers. Like I haven't looked at the odds, but I'm assuming betting odds. It's Carolina by a landslide. I would assume. Yeah, I, I just I don't know if I agree with that. I think this is a lot closer really? a series. Carolina by a landslide. Yeah, I would assume is the betting line on it. I mean, at least. Let me check it. I, I check it, but like don't put the I, I believe, Listen, whatever. I believe it. I believe that that's what the odds would be. But I I, I don't agree with it. I I a hundred percent think this is a closer series than most people. Um, would say because again, so let's start with Carolina. Yeah. I just double checked. Frederick Anderson was not on the ice uh, this morning or yesterday. Mm-hmm. And 
that's a big loss. Yes, Antiranta has performed to standards, and you know they even survived having their third string goalie in there. But again, you're coming up against a Rangers team who, let's call it, defied the odds and beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, defied our odds and beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, and they did it with, especially in the later later end of the series, where maybe Igor Shosturkin wasn't uh, up to Igor Shosturkin standards that we saw in the regular season. Yeah. Um, I, de- I, I again, like I, I think this is going to be. Because they, th- what we talked about in the regular season was there was this reliance on Igor Shosturkin. And I think, like I was saying uh, a few episodes ago, that died down a little bit towards the end of the season. You know, obviously Shosturkin's probably getting a little tired. And I, I think we're starting to see that in the playoffs a little bit too, but they still won. And I get it th- who they were yeah. playing, but and having their third string goalie in there. But what we know about Pittsburgh is they're also never an easy out too. Like we were talking about before. Again, I still think this is a closer series than most people might be saying. So remember how last year was like Tavares got hurt. Shifley got suspended. Chandler Stevenson. Is it this year? Is it going to be like, it was Louis Deming. Jari was, was hurt for game seven. Ah, Anderson wasn't, wasn't healthy. I wonder if that's going to be the, the, the thing people follow New York is because it, it, it is like respect to anti rant. It's anti ranta. It's anti ranta. I mean, you know, anti ranta. Yeah, he's been good. Well, he's been solid before. Like, he 100%. put up those weird numbers that were pretty high when he was with Arizona. And he's a journeyman, but I don't know. I, there's a bit of confidence I have with it. I'm still picking the Rangers for this, but it's not like. They had to dig super deep and find like no disrespect to Louis Deming, but it's not like they put in a Louis Deming type of player to replace Frederick Anderson. Um, listen, we'll see. It should be a good season. Mike, get your uh, get the timestamps now, and then you can you can put it out there. Battle of Alberta, baby. Tonight I'm game excited. one, Edmonton Calgary. I was watching that game seven, right? And I could not scream enough that if Calgary had lost that game to Dallas, I may have never forgiven them because we have this now. We will talk about Jake Ondra in a second, um, but we're going to preview this first. I think the Flames are going to steamroll the Oilers. Wow. <laughs> okay. Because okay. Here's, here's the thing. Okay. okay. Listen, listen. No offense to the Kings. I like me some Phil. It was the Kings. You know what I mean? It's, it's the Kings. Um, no, if you know, it's the kid. They didn't have a defense and all that. The, the Flames are... I saw this, this tweet that was like, imagine how happy the Flames are going to be when they go from Jake Ottinger to... I know he's been good. He The third highest goal saved uh, above expected. Third highest is Mike Smith. But going from Ottinger to Mike Smith. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I, like listen, McDavid is going to win him some games because it McDavid and Dry, but Dry Sidle's not a hundred percent. And I just, I just think the Flames are such a better team. Like I really do. Uh, you bring up Jake Andre there. I'm not. I'll save the stat for for when we get there. But you talk about goal saved above expected, and you okay, say we, that we- Martin Mar- Smith is third. Jake Ottinger is so like I'm not even gonna bring it up yet, but yeah, you're right. 
Jake Ottinger to Mike Smith is a, the flames must be just and, loving it. And guess who is second in goal saved above expected? Who is that? Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> but I, it's the, it's the, it's the difference between those two. I think that's insane. Oh, so yeah. I will get to, we'll get to that after, but man, I don't think they're going to steamroll uh, Edmonton. I have Calgary winning, but, and I, and that goes back to what I said earlier this season when they traded for Tyler to I said, I thought the flames had the best chance of winning the cup of a Canadian team. Uh, mm. And I still stand by that. They have great goaltending. Uh, I think they have a good defense and they've done it with some, some of it without Chris Tanev. Um, I think they have a deep, deep, deep forward core. And that's yeah, why they're um, for me, um, and like one thing I like to say first for Jake Ottinger is the respect he's given now. I think we, we forget he was a first round pick goalie. He's still pretty young. Yeah, and... hey, yes, he was picked right before him. <laughs> Ryan Paling. And the way I kind of feel with it is there was so much of the Spencer Knight talk for so long. Yep. That... Oh, here it. Oh, here's. No, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying. Here it is. Speaking both... of Spencer Knight, did you actually see who signed in, in Nashville? The I other did. Day? Our, our Bora Yaroslav Askarov. But anyways, <laughs> uh, keeping it to the American goalies, um, I think it just Ottinger had that breakout that I think Spencer Knight's also going to have later on, where it's just he kept going back and forth between the NHL and the AHL. And then when they finally give him the reins, he showed what he was able to do. So that was a gem for the stars. Um, but yeah, looking into this series, Mike Smith, inconsistent, um, was better in round one. But the way I see it too is that he's a known commodity to playing for the Flames. And it just when I look at that Flames lineup, we talked about you mentioned Tyler Toffoli. I also mentioned that it's just been able to find all these guys that you know they they've been able to elevate the guys who have been doing well, like Elias Lindholm and Johnny Goudreau. These guys who have been bouncing back, but at the same time, they have those complementary guys that just play the Daryl Sutter style so well that I don't think Edmonton's going to be able to counter that when the speed is not there all the time. Listen, Elliot Freeman sort of made the thing of Dallas make games coin flips. Um, I just don't see the same structure in that with the Oilers. And they, listen, I like Jay Woodcroft. I just don't think the roster is enough. Uh, by the way, saw a really funny tweet that was like, the, the Oilers are paying Milan Lucic to play against them. Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, but it's it's just I'm happy you mentioned Johnny Goudreau. Because like after game five, I thought he was the best player on the but except Ottinger, he was the best best skater on the ice was Johnny Goudreau. Like I think the fact that he got that, I think Johnny Goudreau exercised a lot of playoff demons getting that game seven goal. Um, like I legit am very happy for him. Uh, Will never doubted him, obviously. Never <laughs> once did he. Never once. I didn't see a tweet about Johnny Goudreau. Oh, was, he never he never criticized scoring in Calgary. It's it's just uh, it's it's good, yeah. Philly. But no, I'm just I'm really happy that Goudreau's looking as good as he is. And also shout out to Brady Kachuk being the biggest Flames fan in the world right now. I love it. Love the shirts. Oh yeah, they're great. They're absolutely fantastic. Yeah. The uh this is you love to see it. You love to see it. Um but you see the the Flames doing their Flames first goal thing, and Will uh guest Eric Brand Eric Branson, who by the way, very quietly has had a really good year 
and very good playoffs. I think it's a guy we ripped before. Um, well, he's in like Nashville, I think, but he, Daryl Sutter, man, uh, that man is. Um, you just need the right coach for Azadorov, a uh, a Gabranson, yep. a Lucic, and they play on the same pair. Yeah, I, that's just needy. Oh, and that's, the Trevor Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot they have Trevor Lewis. I mean, just uh, it's good, man. And Toffoli obviously finally got on the board in that game seven too. Uh, you know, maybe uh, him and Lewis are remembering their good old friend, uh, Mr. Game 7, Justin Williams. Always got to find a reason to bring up Justin Williams, by the way. What a great player. Well, I miss I miss Justin Williams every day. Uh, anyway, that's everything for now. Um, okay. Well, not everything, everything, because that's just everything for, um, you know, playoffs hockey. Okay. Oh, wait, Ottinger. Yeah, okay. Alex, I have it, the stat here, but I'll let you because you, you got there first. Want to tell me what Jake Ottinger's goal saved above expected was? 12.6 in seven games. Jacob Markstrom was a 5.7. And he's second? And he's second. <laughs> I think Smith was like four. So Markstrom, Markstrom 5.7, more than double for Ottinger. <laughs> in fact, in game seven, the Flames had 129 shot attempts, 64 saves, a 954 save percentage in those seven games. He also is an RFA this summer, by the way. So oh <laughs> must I say that was a uh, 2015 Montreal Canadiens uh, performance by the Dallas Stars. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you say that again. You say that again. <laughs> again it looked like 2015 montreal canadians performance for the dallas stars and what do you mean by that daniel you know out of this world performance from a goalie but no scoring that's very i saw when i saw carrie price i have never seen so many comparisons to carrie price like it did you, you know what about ottinger's performance reminds me of carrie price how effortless it looked a lot of times for ottinger he's not a fish like flurry can be you know, and he has, he has to work on like Broder. He's not going to bring up 2015 like that. Holy. <laughs> they What's wasted an MVP here? performance from a goaltender. Yeah, I remember. They should have beaten Tampa in the second round that year. But uh, Palat, no one talks about Bra- like uh, Andre Palat. Trust me, they're going to miss him on this. Like, they're not resigned. Anyway, pull that 2015. Good you. Um, what we taught you, Ottinger. Uh, you have fun signing him. If I'm him, I'm like, listen, you see that Shusterkin deal? You're giving me that right now. Because the stars just stopped playing. It was hilarious how bad they were. Yeah, that that game did not end well, I think, for the stars. Poor Will. He stayed, stayed, had to had to get up at 6.30 that day, by the way. And he texted me at one point. He's like, I'm going to go to bed. And I'm like, why? He's like, I got to get up for work. 20 minutes later, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, the man. I'm happy awesome. for him. Um, but Jake, have fun signing that. Because, okay, what's next for Dallas? Klingberg may be gone, and that money goes to Jake Ottinger. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, like, what's going on with Jim Nill? What's going to go on with um with Rick Bonus? What's going to happen That's... at Dallas, guys? What's going on with those contracts they signed? Brian Holtby, Ryan Suter. I still can't get over they gave Suter that many years. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's a... That, that's an odd one. I think they're in this weird stage uh, where like similar to St. Louis right now, they just have these, they have the 
older guys, uh, Sagan, Ben, Pavelski, I guess let's throw Radulov in there as well. No, Mick, I don't know if we're going to throw him in there. I just, I, he's 35. So I threw him in there um, and mixing in with these younger players, you know, Rupe Hintz, Dennis Gurinyanov, uh, Jason Robertson, Miro Heiskanen, uh, Jake Ottinger as well. Obviously I don't want to forget him. Plus uh, a couple of guys who will probably make it within the next couple of years too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're just going to see the guard uh, change in Dallas and whether that might even include coaching and general manager, who knows? So R- Radulov is, sorry, Daniel, like Radulov is probably going to be gone because he was being a healthy right. scratch. Yeah. Gurianov's future is always a question there because I'm convinced that Rick Bonus hates him. Um, Michael Raffle was, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back just because it's Michael Raffle and they just they made Kachuk <laughs> mad. Nemestikov is destined to be a, a carousel of free agent trade deadline trades. Like Jason Robertson being up the same year as Ottinger has to hurt. Has to hurt. And then I want to say, is it next year? Oh, no, this was the first year of Haskinen's extension coming in. Yeah. That was yeah. tough. And then Andre Sakara, who I forgot was still playing in the league. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, the like my final thoughts on this is I think we've reached a point with the stars, especially with a lot of the other guys who have the big money getting older, with the young guys wanting that big payday that I think we're just we're we're done with the stars that they're realizing that they can't just be a team now that just tries to catch a win. You know what I'm talking about? Like mm-hmm. like maybe they'll will upset you. That's what their biggest hope is right now. I think they really have to look at what they need to do to actually be a legitimate contender. I just want to enjoy watching the stars play. Cause I don't think I've ever once to watch a game, watched a game unless I was at it, that I've enjoyed watching Dallas stars hockey. <laughs> Honestly, they are the most, they are like watching paint Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. Again, remember, I didn't watch a single game of Dallas uh, Vegas in the bubble because oh. <laughs> it was when I had my jaw surgery, right? Yeah. And I was on for the pain, liquid morphine. You, you I can only imagine much. the state I would have been in having to watch that series. You'd have been sleeping. I guess what? And guess what, Alex? I was. You were. You I see, was. You and you I bet it was anything. more entertaining. <laughs> the swelling, the nosebleeds, all of that was more entertaining, I bet, than the Dallas Stars. Oh, my goodness. 100%. Yeah, nope. They're just they're not. They're not. Anyway. Tyler anyway. say, How dare he? Fraud. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. So I think it's fair to say Malkin and Latang are gone, right? I'm gonna read you something. I'm gonna read you something from 32 Thoughts. Quote, this is thought eight from Elliot Freeman. Love him. The Athletics' Rob Rossi exploded heads in Pittsburgh on Monday by reporting the Penguins' best offer to Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin were three years and $15 million. Side note, people, uh, that's not 15 per year. That's did, $5 wait, million sorry, did, per year. Oh, okay. I'm like, did people think it was $15 million? No, I, I'm just trying to stress to people, well, that's a $5 million AAV. Because what it followed up with that was Sidney Crosby was not impressed. And I'm like, okay, like, did people – Really think Sidney Crosby wasn't impressed that their general manager offered him $15 million a year? Uh, you know, that's uh, right. No. Anyway, <laughs> continuing on uh, on the thought. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Elliot continues. Uh, I'm always careful with this stuff because negotiations are a moving target. But here's what I've heard. 
Malkin and the team discussed a three-year term so he could line up with Sidney Crosby, who is also up in three years, I believe, and said that he's going to play at least three more years. Uh, that's me, not, not Elliot, sorry. Uh, continuing. Um, but the two sides were far apart on the number. As for Latang, the last I heard was a four-year offer at a bit less than his current average um, salary of 7.25. Uh, and I, even on, and I think they talked about it on the podcast too. And he he just he didn't have an exact number. People were saying like six million dollars. I'm like he did not say that exactly. But let's just keep screwing over Elliot. Um, it, it is always messy because you know we remember certain contract talks. I just think of Gallagher when it was one day it was like ah he's done and he may leave, and then the next day the deal was done. Um, yeah. Lander and that close how it got. Like the, the oh, Marner sofa was like, he turned down seven by 11 and then he ain't signed now. Uh, that kind of stuff, literally. right? Yeah, um, yeah. But if it's, if it is true, now apparently this new ownership group, it was a Fenway sports or something, mm-hmm. um, are very much like you need to always give a proper reasoning as to why you're making a move, right? Um, if you dare lowball Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin, like how dare you? Like, like how dare you? But fair, one hundred percent fair, and I'm uh, not maybe so much with Chris Letang, but I don't know if it's just me, and maybe it's just the rumors that keep coming out and out and out. I'm not surprised. Would not be surprised if Evgeny Malkin left. It's it, of the two, it really feels like Evgeny because what was his quote today is like, I want to be here, but if they want younger guys, then that's fine. I also kind of ask, who are the younger guys that are going to be better than Malkin? But- Samuel Poulin. Also, like, well, I mean, I think if we go back a few years ago, and obviously they sided with Evgeny Malkin, but there was rumors about butting heads between him and Phil Kessel. It, it, it's just, it seems to me, I, I'll put it like this. It wouldn't surprise me again if he's the one who's not there. Like, I, I think just looking at a health perspective on this too, like what is going to happen with it? Because Malkin, when he does play, is still elite. Yeah, it's just when he plays that's the only problem with him. And Latang, he's had injury problems before too, but he showed this year too that he was consistent in the lineup. Past and few past few seasons, well, yeah, and. I just I just like to think about like what are they going to do because they still have to pay Brian Rust as well, and maybe that's the sacrifices. If Malkin's gone, you're keeping, like you're bringing in Brian Rust because it, it seems to be also the Penguins want cap space. Well, who doesn't want cap space nowadays? <laughs> They're the fourth or fifth team we've heard in the past couple of weeks that want it. I just um, it's just I get if you don't like the term, but then there comes that thing of okay, then you give them more on the AAV, but then. The Penguins don't want to budge on the AV. Well, guess what? If you want to keep them, you can't just be like, I don't like this side. No, no. There needs to be some meeting in the middle here. I have a great solution that I proposed a few months ago. Trade Matheson to help with the cap space. I agree. I, I, that wasn't my proposal, but I'm sure that would work too. Ruin my bracket. Thanks, Dan. Let, <laughs> let Evgeny Malkin walk and sign oh. Nazem Kadri. Man. I know. That Do would it. be so funny. That's but a- wouldn't it work? Wouldn't it work? Well, because what does Malkin make? Like 7.5 right nine now? Nine and a half. 
Not why did I think seven and a half, idiot? Uh, um, uh, Latang makes seven point two five close. So but. yeah, nine point five. I don't know if Kadri. I think it's fair to say Kadri is going to be in the eights because that's mm-hmm. Zabanajad and all that. Zabanajad, Couturier, round yeah, there. yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Tell me what it worked. Guy who's younger. I mean, yeah. listen. I'll, I'll say it like this: If I'm a Penguins fan, I'm freaking out right now because this is legit. Listen, we, we talk about being careful and you don't want to screw yourself cap wise, but there are certain guys where doesn't matter. And if there are three guys that you're make you're moving heaven and earth for, it's Latang, Crosby, and Malkin. Flurry's a little different, but he's already gone. But he'll be coming um, back. So but yeah, he's coming back. People are saying that, yeah. I know that. everyone's saying it now. <laughs> but he said today he wants to stay in Minnesota. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Until Pittsburgh call. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think he wants to be anywhere that can win and is around where his family are. I think it's fair. Yeah. But uh Pittsburgh, man. Pittsburgh. Now there's a lot of questions there, but oh, it, it really gosh. feels like that's it. But what a heartbreaking yeah, yeah. way for all to end, by the way, too. Those are guys that should never play in another uniform. It would definitely be brutal. But I think let's just hypothetically say both of them walk. Hypothetically, hypothetically. Yeah. Just they could do so much with like that money. Yeah. Adri and Petrie. That's a- <laughs> that- you can have Petrie, and uh, I guess then they take Latang. I don't even don't don't get him. Don't give him term, Kent. Don't do it. Oh man, you see that Bergeron shot down? That uh, yeah. probably playing uh, anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, so we can stop those rumors. Selfish bastard. <laughs> Come so he's gonna, he's gonna sign for go. he's gonna sign for seven hundred thousand on his extension. I, 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 I stay in Boston. I think, I think we've seen. I think we've seen the last of Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. He'll win his last Selkie, so he has the most in history. I think he's tied with Bob Gainey. And he, I saw a Flames fan as he's saying, "Ah, Lindholm," and then nope. everyone came with the analytics. It was like, no, I'll miss Pat, the only likable Bruin to ever exist, That's true. <laughs> except Ray Bork, maybe. But that was a long time ago. Because mm-hmm. like it's, it's it's it's. Patrice Bergeron. Wait, wait. Like Ed, Andrew Raycroft. Ed, that Daniel, doesn't count. You know what? You say maybe Bobby Orr, and I could be like maybe, but then the whole, but then some of the I'd political, still, like, mm, yeah, Bobby, I no. think I'd still go with Patrice Bergeron. I think there's a legit debate because. Oh, for sure. Okay. It's because it's for obvious reasons. It's Bobby Orr. Yeah. But like, but like, at least for us, I think we can all say, yeah, it's pretty easy, Pat. Yeah. I think I the Canada stuff really padded it for me. I just think he, he, he love Pat triple. He's just so great. Uh, first ballot. I know we're, it hasn't happened yet, but I think it's fair to say first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh huh. Yeah. Best two way player to ever play the game. Uh huh. Love Pat. Okay. Things here. Oh no! Oh, no. So close. So close. So, oh, the so mic. Close. No. Okay. It just doesn't want to. Okay. Is it good now? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Go, yeah. Go. You're good. Heartbreaking. Okay. Go, go. 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 First off, um, we mentioned that Michael Bunting was a Calder finalist last episode. This one, uh, we have the Masterton finalists. Uh, so Dan O'Chara, because he is old. Uh, Carey Price for everything he's gone through this year, and then uh, Kevin Hayes 
uh, obviously, again, the Masterton sucks because it's it just just give it to an award to a player. It's so annoying to have to say to have to rank Hayes playing through the death of his brother, Price fighting addiction and a career fate like ending injury potentially, and to Daniel Char who is playing professional hockey at a high level longer than we have been alive. Yeah, it's just I hate I hate this award so much. And we're going to fight about it. We're going to fight about it for the next couple months. It makes me sick that Flyers and the Habs fans are going to be arguing about this. And I wish we would just not do it, please. Who are the Habs? Yeah, it was Kay Price. And then the Leafs were, what, Jason Spezza? No. Was it? Or was it Simmons? Wayne Simmons. Wasn't it Kasha? Was Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I love how we both thought of old players. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, no, it was Lady Bing is... uh, Slavin, no. Spurgeon, yeah, Spurgeon. and who was the third one? Don't even remember. Uh, by the way, Spurgeon should not be there. Yeah, that's what um, everyone said. They're like, well, I, I will listen. The votes were in before the playoffs, but it's not. He concussed Christian Dvorak this year. What are we doing? Yeah, but he didn't get a penalty for it, so it doesn't exist. Which is funny is because no, uh, Michael Russo, for his exist. article on it, uh, he's like, look away, Blues fans. It's <laughs> just he's, he's low key dirty. Oh, Slavin should win it though. Be it Slavin, like Slavin. I love Slavin. Um, it should be Slavin. I also want to mention one more thing with Montreal: mm-hmm. Archery Lekkinen, Corey Perry, Ben Chirot, Brett Kulak, Tyler Toffoli, all through to the second round. So when you want Mike Hoffman next year, pay a first, and you're going to make it to the second round guaranteed. So I uh, guess what if that guarantees? I, I, I feel like it least... was only last year's team that counts. I don't know if it uh, transitions over to this. Yes, team yes, it does. Don't, don't, don't tell okay. them that. Listen, you go to the poor teams and say that's minimum, minimum four home playoff games because two rounds in case you sweep. You never know, and uh, that's how you sell it. You want to give a first for for four playoff home games? Of course you do, and that's at maximum eight or six. If the if if the if the team pays a first round pick for Mike Hoffman, they should, their GM should be fired right away. I am much more, I, I feel a lot more confident about Ben Chirot than I would about Mike Hoffman. But to be fair, we said the same thing about, about uh, Ben Chirot. Curtis, I am waiting for my apology. I don't think you're going to get it. Oh, I was so right, though. Uh, I'm not right about a lot on this show, but um, I was right about that. I'm actually going to wait because I still want Alex to think about this, this press conference with the Leafs. We're going to finish with the Leafs, but before we get there, Pete DeBoer fired in Vegas, guys. How do we feel? It was, hap- was going to happen. Safe Bigger break season for him, I think. Safe to say Leonard is going to come back now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know what? Yeah, I, I'm not surprised he was fired, by the way, but you know who would be a great coach for them to bring in to mm. make that even Robin Barry Trotz. even stronger. Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz. Let's remember, uh, what, three years ago now? I want to say two or three years ago now where he was done in Buffalo and went to the New York Islanders and had a hell of a year. Vesna finalist Masterton winner. Masterton winner. Very right. good. And Barry Trotz was the coach. And I think so far Freeman said Philly's interested, obviously. Winnipeg. I think the Jets, it's already been like confirmed he's interviewed there. Um, and I, I think Elliot said he's hearing whispers about Barry Trotz, which is, I think if Barry Trotz goes there, I think he's easily the highest paid coach in the league, by the way. Yeah. Oh, 
which I want to say, because obviously Quindale's not coaching, Babcock's not coaching, Claude Julian's not coaching. I think those were three guys that were all, I think they were at one time the three highest paid coaches in the league. So I wonder who is the highest paid right now? So that's that's currently available on Cap Friendly. It is Todd McClellan at $5 million and Peter LaViolette at 4.9. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, that'll not be interesting. Bad not bad. Uh, not bad at all. Or if <sighs> what are Vegas ruthless, right? Ruthless. What if they get Quinville? What if they yeah, completely they cross the morality of it and go get Quinville? Would you I be surprised? It. No. It would be awful. I don't think anyone could root for them ever again. Like if if your team hired him, could you cheer for them anymore? I think that'd be very difficult to do. I'm already having issues cheering for my theme. So I mean, I, that's, that's <laughs> much Alex, but Alex, yeah, no, no, you're Alex. right. That's my, first, which is my first point. round exit. No, no, I get It's the point I'm making. So yes. <laughs> um, and then uh, Barry Trotz's former associate coach. I think even going back to the Washington days, if I was looking at DB correctly, Lane Lambert is the new Islanders head coach or head coach for the New York Islanders. Uh, apparently this was the new voice. Um, people have talked about the idea of, I think, especially Jeff Merrick. I uh, may have heard of him. Decent player, a uh, decent, not player, but decent, decent sports net guy, decent radio guy. Heard, never heard of him. Um, I think he dyes his hair though. Like all the sports that guys do. Um, but he, he sort of mentioned the thing of becoming an assistant to becoming a head coach being substitute teacher to the full-time disciplinarian. Um, I'm trying to think of the most recent one. Burnett's kind of working out, and we don't talk about the one in Montreal. Um, but apparently there's a lot of well-thought about Lane Lambert. I guess we'll see. And AK, let's see what he can do with Matthew Barzell. Just, yeah. I, I think a key – oh. No, no, uh, Daniel, go, Daniel. He just – I think Lou picked his guy in the system. Um, yeah. Went with a guy that he knew, and he just wanted that that change in voice, but not really. Yo, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's interesting that 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 was the choice there. So I know that people are going on about. I think Freeman mentioned thirty two thoughts that the Wild want to keep Kevin Fiala, and then sends. I think somebody said the Sens are interested too, and then people were saying, "Do you trade Shane Pinta?" It was a whole thing going on, right? If you're the Islanders, <laughs> uh, I would go get Kevin Fiala. I mean, that wouldn't be bad. Bill Guerin in his uh, end-of-the-year press conference did mention that, by the way, that there is the interest, but he's, he feels like it's unlikely. There's a lot. That's why you have to win this year, because your cap situation is going to be awful. Yeah. Absolutely just, just the uh, coaches thing you talk about uh, assistant coaches going to head coaches. I think there's two prominent ones uh, in the NHL right now. Rick Bonus uh, was assistant coach for the Dallas Stars before being named interim and then obviously signing. And Craig Barube, who was associate coach, which I'm just going to call assistant coach, um, f- before being named head coach after Mike Yo got fired after predicting it. Uh, who could have seen Mike Yo getting fired after that one? Man. But yeah, so key, two coaches there. Low-key, respect to him for calling that. Um, sure. Speaking of that former Dallas job, Jim Montgomery will probably be another sort of candidate out there. 
I'm rooting for Jim Montgomery because he got help. I'm really yeah. rooting for him. Um, always respect for those kind of for the. There's a lot of coaches out there this summer, right? They were yeah. talking about it on Thirty Two Thoughts that the oh. pool is insane. Uh, just let me get something to yell into here. <laughs> Where is the Marty Samuel Lee extension? Where is it, Kent? Where is the St. Louis extension? You better be waiting to announce it at the draft, or I swear. That'd be a great, great idea. That'd be cool, yeah. Before, to announce our pick, please welcome the newly extended head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, Martin St. Louis. Where is it, Kent? We need to know. No one's reporting it because where is it? I need to know. Where is Marty? Bring him back. He whispers to the small bear who scores goals. That's Cole Caulfield, by the way, because he's a bear because he loves climbing trees, eating fish, and eating honey. And scoring goals. Ah, where are they? Anyway, first off, um, shout out to Mitch Marner. Hope he's okay because he got carjacked a couple days ago, um, which is freaking – I have a, 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 a fear of, like, burglaries, like, legit – Never been burglarized, but I have such a fear of it. Um, so I can only imagine what it was like for him. Apparently, he put out a statement. I didn't get to read it because it was I, I saw it right before we came on. Um, but good to see he's okay. Um, but man, that was I feel bad for him. I feel really bad yeah. for him. Yeah. I'm, are we gonna? Are we yeah, sure? Yeah. So, should we credit where we got that from? Are we sure we know where oh we got that God. from? I just I want to be clear. <laughs> Where we got that? Oh, you didn't see the tweet. You didn't oh, see yeah, the tweet, Adam. I saw the tweet. No. Oh, so Daniel what have I saw missed? It. Well, Adam, our good friends at the Toronto Sun reported on this. They were oh. they got the exclusive, the exclusive uh, report on this one. And uh, our other good friends along at TSN um, were posted something about it. And uh not, uh, and Steve Simmons decided to quote tweet it and say something along the lines of, I'll pull it up now, but it was yeah. something. Of, I remember folk. He said folks. He said folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Um, okay. He said, come on, where is it? Where is it? Folks, it was a Toronto Sun story. Please credit accordingly. Oh, oh take a hike. <laughs> Actually, take a wow. Okay, I mean, you already you already angered Matthews when you went on about his COVID status, and now you want to go. What a loser! Um, I don't. It's like not that. even about angering the Leafs players. I couldn't care less. That's in a sense kind of your job, but you go out of your way every single time. I'm not going to get mad about it. You go out of your way every single time did, to did do least stuff stay, like this. Did he say, like, I hope Mitch is okay? Probably not, not in that particular tweet. Okay. I Maybe I didn't go read the Toronto Sun story. I Actually, yeah. I haven't read a single story about it because I just, I feel bad for Mitch Marner and, like, I hope he's okay. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean this with all due respect. I just, what do you want to tell me about Mitch Marner right now? Like uh, God, uh, all I, it should be. Mitch Marner's car was was carjacked, and he's okay. End of story. I just saw that Mike sent it to us, and he said it was Marner. I'm like, wait, what? And then I saw sports, and I didn't know it was the son. That uh, I don't know. That's that's weird, man. Okay. Now can we Find move on that. to the important stuff? 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I okay. Never mind. Oh, I hit my mic again. This is a problem. That's okay. What um, were you gonna say? So the Leafs had their end of media end of the end of the conference. Okay, it just doesn't. Just work. I'll do. Just fix it while. Uh, no, it's 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 being. It's done, done for the day. We're okay. We're done with it. It's, it's, it's done for the day. Okay. So the Leafs had their end of year press conferences, locker clean out day, all that kind of stuff. I'm gonna hold my mic like I'm pretending that I just turned my Xbox on somehow. Okay, nice. never mind. Um, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I saw a tweet, I think it was from Luke Fox. Mm. Luke Fox writes about the Leafs, so I can excuse this, but I still thought it was a little silly. Because he was quoting Austin Matthews, right? And he just put in brackets UFA 2024. Oh, you want to start with that? Okay. I do. We do. For those of you who who don't know what that means, uh, 2024 is when Austin Matthews is an unrestricted free agent. I stop it. Please don't do this. I have this conversation next year. I'm okay with not now. Yeah. Okay. This is, let's just give it a few days. Not even, no, can we just, can we give it like a month, a month, two weeks? It's not too much, two weeks before Daniel. we start pulling this game. Are you serious? Daniel was quoting about, we feel sorry. we're close. Shut up. Wait, like, sorry, just can I just one thing I've been holding in for like the past two weeks since they got eliminated? You have no right to say you're close when you haven't won a round since two. But that was the question. But that's the, I'm going to, I'll defend them on this. That's the questioning. That's not that. That's the questioning. That's not, that's the questioning. And that's the BS media. And you know what? Uh, Let's start. Let's start okay. with the media. Okay. I'm already yeah. angry. I just want to say, you know what? You know what? That's fine. That 20, I'm because I, I may get to that too. You know what? You know what? Everyone, Bitches and complains in this country that they want Toronto. They want the same coverage as Toronto. Damn it. Have it. I damn it. I, I almost were there. Damn it. I hope you get it one day. And I hope you suffer the same way that I do on a constant, constant, constant basis. It is Bush League. I am done with it. It is embarrassing. I've never been more embarrassed of Toronto media in my life, in my life. I usually let you guys do a lot of the complaining about that. I'm here for it today because it was absolutely bizarre. You know, what was really, what really annoyed me about um, the Sunday before the Rangers game seven is they, <laughs> so Sportsnet clearly had a video package ready. True. And Donovan, I think it's Donovan Mitchell or Do, is it? No, Donovan no, Bennett. Donovan, Donovan Bennett. Bennett. Donovan Mitchell is a very different person, isn't he? Is he a basketball, basketball player? player on the Utah yeah. Jazz? Yeah. Okay, sorry. So Donovan Bennett, Bennett did this voiceover, right? And it's like talking about since 2004. And it, it just feels like there's this awkward sort of cut where it's like, there's always next year. Always keep believing. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like this was the day after the Leafs had lost. I'm like, I tweeted this. I said, we have two game sevens tonight. And we're recapping the least loss from last night. Like, like you have all week, the Justin, the Jeff Merrick show. You got the Justin Bourne and, and, and Kipper doing their thing. Like, can we just stop for I, one second? I <laughs> don't even want that. 
Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Does anyone know the word context in this city? Have we lost? You know what's great about journalism at its core? That it, most of the time, it should provide context. We've lost it. I feel like I'm watching a political debate 24 7. By the way, let's start. I do have something to say about that. No politics in sports. Unless it's an election ad. Again, come right on in. That's just my pet peeve. Um, I didn't hear the boomers complaining. I didn't. This message is brought to you by Andrea no, Horvath. No, screw everyone. Screw Doug Ford. Screw Stephen Del Duca. Steve, Andrea Horvath. I don't care. Leave me alone for one day. Hi, Alex. This is Andrew Horton. Oh, Alex, don't look at my last few stories for CGRU then. No, but, that, but Daniel, stuff. that's yeah, reasonable. Yeah. That's not, okay. like, that's reasonable. Okay, I got <laughs> off track there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it goes from Leafs thing the day after game seven for a Rangers game seven, right? Um, then it will go to Cabby sports betting odds. And then you go to the panel talking about their, those sports betting odds. And we go to the game and there's more sports betting odds than Andrew Horvath's I, Doug Ford. No, get it, Doug. I don't care, Doug. Leave me alone. Yeah, Doug, I don't think you're going to get it done. Neither are the other two. Just leave me alone, please. And remember but, when that restaurant opened and he didn't have the COVID license or whatever, and he just kind of pat on the back, it's okay. And then he reopened the next day because. Yeah. Okay, let me get back to what I was Probably saying. I lost track of, of, of what I was saying. It was like watching, reading politicians. There is no context provided to what you are saying. I, you know who had it? I thought actually spot on the Steve Dangle podcast. And I'll explain why and I'll explain why, because they, they said, Hey, they lost. That's bad. There's probably a little bit of change that needs to happen, and there's going to be change that happened. But you know what they also outlined? They also outlined the fact that they lost to the damn back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Stop disrespecting the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. John Cooper, who should be winning, who should have more than one um, head coach of the year award. I forgot the name of the award. And Jack Adams. Jack Adams and Julian Breesbaugh, who is going to win the damn uh, GM of the year award. Stop disrespecting them like that. Also, Andre Vasilevsky is an absolute beast. I don't want to hear that Andre Vasilevsky was making saves and then Jack Campbell had to make saves. Andre Vasilevsky is the best damn goalie in the world. Andre, I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Igor Shosturkin is going to win the Vesna this year, but Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world. And he proved it. And he's going to prove it against Florida. Then he's going to prove it against New York or Carolina. And then he's probably going to prove it again against Colorado. Anyone, by the way, saying that uh, Campbell was as good as Vasilevsky did not watch game six and seven, by the way. Who said, who said that? Who's saying that? I haven't seen any of that. Please send that to me. SDP guys. They were like, they said, I, right. I almost lost these like, Against Price and Vasilevsky, Campbell was at their level, and I nearly threw my battery. That's wrong. Okay, that's the one point they were wrong on. did not watch it. That's the one point they were wrong on. But I thought the way they handle it was 10 times better than the other people who were just – and they know who they are. They know who they are. They know what they're doing out there. Were the, The people just yelling and screaming about nonsensical things that make no sense. That make no sense provided context. If you provide that context, it's crazy. Listen, I'm a I'm I'm a Leafs homer. I'll tell you that from day one. From day one. But I'm realistic. I like to provide context to my arguments. 
if you are out there and are saying that people should be fired, if you're a fan, go right ahead. You say that damn thing and you don't provide context with it because that's your job. If you are someone who gets paid to write about this stuff, say this person needs to get fired. And I want to, in that damn article, the context for it, and then I'll do you one better. I want you to tell me who they should hire that's available. Because if you're just saying things, just like Brendan Shanahan said, and I think it's the it's a quote, and I think it's reasonable. You do not make change for the sake of making change. That never, ever works. Can we also go one week without mentioning the Kawhi Leonard trade? In the, reference to the Leafs? Yeah, I don't get the why that's a disrespect to the Listen, Toronto Raptors. I swear to work? God, yeah. I did also, it last year. Also, you just don't go out and find a disgruntled former finals MVP who's fallen out of love with the franchise he played for. It's There's kind of a second side to that. It's not just, hey, they went out and just got a guy and traded the fan. There's a lot that happened there. I yeah. uh, like, I listen, I'm, I'm a casual NBA fan, but even though I know that, no, can we stop? That, that's disrespectful to the Toronto Raptors and the work they put in. I'm not saying the, like, the Leafs maybe will get there one day. They are not there right now, and they do not deserve that. Don't the Kawhi trade. Get out of here. Give me a break. That's a load of baloney. Honestly, come on. I said it last. They did the same thing last year. They said, we're going to make the Kawhi trade. I'm going to, they say it one more year. I'm going to lose it. I mean, I'm already losing it. I just, I don't make the Kawhi trade. David Camp. (laughs) I don't, I know. I just, I don't have to compare trade. This is just my opinion. But when you talk about those major trades and it comes to like the rosters, the picks and everything, um, basketball is never comparable. Like, Maybe baseball to hockey, but it's never it's never comparable. I, I don't I don't see it this way. Both sports have commissioners that don't like the game that they manage. Uh, with, with with Mr. Manfred and Mr. Mr. Bettman. Um, funny you mention that. Donald asked me the other day. He's like, Adam, like Donald. He's like, do draft picks matter in the NHL? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, listen. You know, you throw around mid round picks like nothing for depth, and like seconds are kind of like those big chips, but like. This deadline was weird because it was the first time you've seen that many first round picks, but it's like Paul George, I'm going to go to the Clippers. They're going to give up all the first round picks in the world where it's like the NHL would trade all these draft picks for value contracts nowadays. Um, when the NH- when the NBA is just like, no, we're going to splash again. Massachusetts. It's, it's, it's such a, it's, it just feels like it's such an inner Toronto thing where it's like, this is just not comparable. I think with, and this is my opinion, that just for what I'm seeing from the other sports is I think what Donald's saying, because with the NBA, like depending on the year, if you're not in the top 10, it doesn't really matter if you have that first round pick, unless you know you're going to hit on it mm-hmm. or you're going to be willing to develop guys. I think with the NHL, it's kind of different because you could store the guys in the minors, you could store them in the junior team or abroad. And then it's the same thing with baseball. Like you don't have to bring them up right away. So you never know that like a guy in like the fifth round is actually a franchise player later on. But with basketball, it's more of if we're in it to win it, like unless we're not getting a top three pick, it doesn't matter. Kale McCarr, NHL ready. I'm just going to go chill in, ball, in, uh, in college right now. Yeah. When it's like, I asked Will, I'm like, Donald, how many rounds are in the NBA draft? I think he said two. And I'm like, what? It's only that little? I'm like, okay, well, NHL's 50 roster. It made sense, but I'm like, that feels 
show. I'm like, yeah. And I saw this big story. Was like, I was watching um the 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 actually me things with a with um Jimmy Butler, and it was like, how is he that good? And he was 29th overall. I'm like, what? what? No, he's 30th. 30th. I'm like, yeah. I'm like 30th. That's. I, but I was thinking with the NHL mind, I'm like, if you got a really good player, like if you got like a top line player, and Jimmy Butler is, I think, a bit more. He's not like top five, but he's a damn good player, right? Yeah. And I'm like, if you got that in like 30th overall in the NHL, it'd be a good pick and a steal, but it wouldn't be like, yeah, it wouldn't be earth shattering. But I guess yeah. when you only have like 60 picks, it's a little different, right? But it's also, yeah. um, I think like, before we get back to hockey, I think just one example too is with the g league it's not it's what it is now it's not what it was before where it was mm. like if you're an nba caliber player you rarely go to the the g league which was used to be called the d league um to develop and i think the raptors have been like the forerunners yeah. of that development process so you're seeing more of it but at the same time like you when you draft a guy you have to have him on the roster so mm-hmm. that's the thing and now you know where they can go develop in the CEBL yeah. company yes. man right Night here. Sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. I love it. Two on one podcast does that. Some <laughs> and the zoo. Some, the game and in the zoo. We are definitely apparently there's an overnight camping thing at the zoo we're doing. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> that's where the advertisement money is going to. Um <laughs> uh, just out by the way, um, I was gonna ask something. I can't remember. Um the Montreal team, what are they called? The Montreal Alliance. That's an awful name. That's a bad the alliance between the French Canadians and the English Canadians. Yeah, that's <laughs> alliance. I that's maybe that's not Alex. Sure. That's not yeah. Alex Nighthawks talking. That is Adam thoughts of my own. As people yeah, would say on Twitter. Um, anything edit that out if you want, Alex. No, no, um, and transition <laughs> transition in three, two, one. Uh, anything else about Toronto media we want to talk? About? Yeah, get better. <laughs> Get like honestly, like, can we do a better job? Like, just just do better. Honestly, I'm just I can't I can't. Do you understand? I think you guys understand this because I think, f- especially with the, we went through the Marner saga. The podcast went through the Marner saga. I'm not doing it again. That was like our first full season. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. I like, hated that. I'm n- if we're gonna do this for the next the Doomsday Clock. Also, that might that like the. Are you kidding me? Grow up. Like, grow up it makes me think of how do you think milwaukee fans thought when it was like everyone in toronto was like we're getting all this boys and then it was no you're not uh, and that's, that's how I, I wonder how you must feel right now. can i can i ask a question sure yeah when after mcdavid's elc they made the playoffs once was there this much talk like, am I, what am I missing? Am I missing something here? Like, I think the past two years, we have that discussion at the start of the year. If they don't win, he's going to want out. Uh-huh. But I think that's fair. Really, at least here in, in the GTA, that's all we really ever talk about. And then we leave Connor alone for a while and we'll make the jokes, but it's not. The Edmonton media never really feel that. Instead, so they just go after Jesse Pulley Harvey for some reason. But And the coach. And why blame the general manager for anything? Yeah, yeah, no, I've. Mm. That's a very good point. Mm. And you know, you know what's unfortunate? Ken Holland probably has a job now for the rest of it, and he's going to trade Pauly Harvey so they can keep Evander Kane. Mm, yeah, that's going to be amazing. I've never right. been more frustrated. No, I mean that'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be oh, it's, it's going to happen. Watch. Yeah, I've never been more frustrated 
before. Honestly, I just, you know what? You want the coverage? Please take it. I don't want any more. I don't want any more. It's like 75% of this. I can't do it. It's just, it's tiring. And with that, yeah. we will be going. Uh, who's winning game one? New York, Carolina. Uh, New York, 5-4. Uh, game winner? Four. Um, it will be Capo Caco. Nice. Alex? Um, I'm going to say it is 3-1 New York. The third goal is going to be an empty. Empty netter, 3-1 New York. Who has the game winner? Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Panarin. Your mic cut out? I don't know what you said, Alex. Kevin Panarin. Panarin. He says Panarin. Uh, It only just cut out when you gave your prediction. That's why I'm reading it back. Okay. Um, And mine will be... I still think the Rangers are going to win because I want them to, but the first game will go to Carolina, home ice, obviously. I saying 4-2, fourth goal into another. The game winner, he's yet to score. I don't think he has a point in this series. Uh, yes, Barry Cock in the Emmy. Don't even wow. know who he's playing. Right? Can, can I, he's a playoff I, performer. He needs to start playing better. Can I ask, do you actually want them to win or is it? Kakanemi signed a contract with another team. I don't. No, I don't no. Oh, I didn't D'Angelo. even think about. I didn't even think about Kakanemi. And and D'Angelo no, I was just thinking. I okay. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about Mike. Six point. It wasn't that. It wasn't that yeah, deep. Here's the thing. I don't think Mike. Chris Kreider meant to destroy Carrie the way he did. I don't know. I know, I don't he, know. he's not that bad of a person. When uh, D'Angelo is, there's a reason uh, what's been chanted at him has been chanted at him. You would you think he likes hanging out in uh in uh oh. in uh in like tattoo parlors or parlors of any other kind? You wonder? I, don't, I, I, don't, I was just asking oh, because cool. of Mike. I was just asking because of Mike. Uh, uh, tattoo parlors, ice cream was... parlors. Tony D'Angelo it loves was... frequently and all those all the parlors. Oh, you were right. Uh Kakinyemi has zero. He I don't know it doesn't really matter too much. He has a minus four, two penalty minutes, and he's only made he's only taken eight shots. He, he's been like fourth, which, it, it, you know, death row, but like that is a playoff performer. It's very strange to me why he hasn't scored yet, but we'll see. Um, but again, they'll take game one and we'll go from there. Okay, that's everything. Uh, thank you for watching, listening, wherever you're listening with all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll see you Sunday. Uh, wait, uh, well, you may we see, see Adam. In, you may see me and someone else, but the fellows will be busy. Um, yeah. Uh, Daniel's going to be at game two of Calgary and Edmonton, so we may see some face punching and whatnot. Take lots of pictures and videos for us, please. Yeah, for 100%. sure. Um, and I don't know, Baumgartner may be on, Mike may be here. We don't know yet. Um, but I think um, you should have Mike on, and you guys should just yell for an hour. <laughs> I would be okay with that. And he just yelled, go go over here. Okay, we'll, yeah, and we'll figure it out. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Bye, guys.